welcome back to the Med School Tutors Podcast, your resource for high-yield tips and proven guidance to help reduce stress and give you tangible tools for success from pre-med through residency. If you're preparing for Match Week 2020 and want to know more about how Match Week works or about how the SOAP process works, this episode is for you. Today, you'll hear excerpts from our recent Match 2020 AMA webinar with Drs. Fred Bertino and Sarah Gottfried, who have extensive experience with guiding students through the residency application and match process. Let's dive in. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to our webinar tonight. My name is Fred Bertino. I'm a uh, radiology resident in Atlanta, and I'm happy to be uh, one of your hosts this evening. I'm joined here by my phenomenal co-pilot right here, Sarah Gottfried. How are you, Sarah? I'm great this evening. Um, I am an internal medicine resident at Columbia in New York, and I'm excited to answer all of your questions this evening. So we're going to start with questions that you sent in in advance and go over some of the questions regarding the SOAP process and things that are going to happen in the month of March. But we can also answer any additional questions you may have at the end of the session. Those of you going into this week are probably having some big questions, at least for the next month. Like, what does the match week look like? What is the anatomy of it? Uh, What happens if you don't match? And how does the SOAP work? When it comes to the anatomy of match week, and I'll take you through the, the process of this. The Friday before that match Monday, you will get an email basically answering the question, are you SOAP eligible? And almost everybody is. This is something that's verified by the medical school. Chances are, if you've made it to this point, you're entering the match, you will be eligible. I'm not quite sure what specific reasons why somebody wouldn't be, but it generally comes from the validation of the medical school. So if there's any concern there, you can reach out to your administrators. The weekend, I would advise you to stay calm, stay sane. You know, this is a stressful time, but you know, we'll, we'll get through it. Everybody does. And Monday, the following of the official match week is the beginning. At 11 a.m., you'll receive an email that basically answers the question, did I match? If you did, congratulations. You don't have to do anything else for the rest of the week. You can wait until Friday to hear your answer. If the answer is no, I'll advise you to hang in there and we can figure this out with a couple of processes that are involved in the SOAP. So the to-do list on Monday, basically, I would ask you to log into the NRMP R3 system. This is where your rank list was. And there should be a list on that Monday after 11 a.m. of all the unfilled programs on a list within that system. After that, you'll log into ERAS as well. You will apply to these programs and you can apply to a maximum of 45 of them, okay? Now, based on that Monday email, there are three iterations of it. You may have matched into a PGY prelim position, which could be in medicine or surgery or a transitional year, in which case you can only apply to advanced programs after that. A second scenario could be that you may have matched into a PGY2 advanced position. This includes things like anesthesia, radiology, PMNR, et cetera, in which case you can only apply to a preliminary position. And if you've matched at neither of those positions, you may apply to any and all positions. That includes both prelim and advanced. So you've applied to these 45 programs at most in the SOAP supplemental match. At Monday at 3 a.m., the programs will now begin to contact you by phone or email. The interviews are based on the program of choice. There's no set format for how these interviews take place. These are interviews that could just be totally conducted over the phone, via email correspondence alone, or potentially over a third party like Skype. You are not able to contact a program unless they contact you first. 
And I, I warn you with this because going outside of the contact guidelines or having other people contact on your behalf is actually considered a SOAP violation and could render you uh, disqualified from the match. After you get an offer to interview with a program that you apply to in the SOAP, the programs will make their preference list. There is no ranking process for you at this point now. This is where you will wait to hear back on their decisions. In the beginning of Wednesday, so they take Tuesday to deliberate, Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time will be the first of three rounds where offers are given to you. These rounds last two hours, and after each round, the R3 system will update itself to tell you which spots still have openings. Round one takes place Wednesday of batch week at 12 noon Eastern. Round two will take place that same Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, and round three will take place on Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Offers are extended through the NRMP R3 system, again, the same program where you submitted your rank list initially, and you can accept or reject also within that system. You can do three things. You can accept a position when offered to you, you may reject a position when offered to you, or you can do nothing and let it expire after that two-hour window. And I will say that there are no redos in this process in that if you let an experience or an offer expire completely, you will not be re-offered that experience in another round. Now, if you accept a position that you've been offered, you're done. You're finished. You can receive more than one acceptance per round, but you can only accept one position. Rejecting an offer will allow you to potentially accept another one, but I would carefully advise against that because given that the SOAP is a competitive time when people are trying to get whatever residency spots they can, I would advise that if you are offered an acceptance at a program to take it. After each round, the R3 list of programs will update as I mentioned earlier, and officially the SOAP will end on that Thursday at 11 a.m. So on Thursday at 12 noon, now that the SOAP is completely concluded, any remaining spots will be updated to the R3 system, and you now are allowed to contact these programs on your own to discuss any potential openings that did not match to the SOAP. This is where you are allowed to contact programs Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time. On Friday of match week, 12 noon Eastern time, medical schools will have their match day ceremonies if your school participates in, a, in, a, in an event like this. Uh, not all schools do. And then at 1 p.m. Eastern time, you will receive an official email from the NRMP system with your match result. I know that schools that don't typically have match day ceremonies will receive their notification at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So, so bear that in mind. So when it comes to your questions that we've been able to receive here, I'll throw, I'll throw this over to Sarah here. In your experience, what kind of recommendations do you have for finding opens positions after the SOAP? Um, let's say you've gone through all of these processes. What do you do now if you weren't necessarily successful? Do you have any recommendations for our listeners? There are two options here. There is the list of positions that weren't filled during the SOAP, and then you can look at that list and try to contact programs directly to see if they are willing to accept an application post-SOAP. And then there's the question of whether you want to re-enter the cycle the following fall. And I know that's a hard transition to start thinking about, to have to reapply, but it can be a good time to think about what you can do with that time to really strengthen your application to make you a stronger applicant for the next cycle around. And whether maybe there might be a shift in what specialty you were looking at or what 
geographic region you were limiting yourself to, something to open up more possibilities for yourself in the next cycle of applications. Mm -hmm. When we think about optimizing SOAP, what comes to mind is ways that we can potentially make the system work better for us. In my experience, I'm not quite sure there are ways to optimize SOAP for any one particular applicant. So my advice here is, is that if you were to receive an acceptance in the SOAP process, Again, my, my first advice would be to take the, the offer because it's not guaranteed that in the subsequent rounds of the SOAP process that you would be offered again. In fact, statistics will say that on the, and, and this is freely available on the NRMP website, that most of the positions will get filled in the first round of the SOAP. So if offered, heavily consider the consequences of potentially rejecting that offer. Uh, Sarah, when it comes to optimizing SOAP, it, it, this is obviously a very difficult topic. Do you have any particular pieces of advice? No, I think I'd have to agree that given the time constraints and the number of people who are trying to get into these very competitive remaining spots, that you really have to ask yourself whether you're willing to not match rather than take an acceptance offer that was offered to you. I, yeah, I think that's pretty sound advice. Um, Sarah, why don't you take us some of, through some of these questions? Sure. So can you explain what partially matched means? So this applies for specialties that require a preliminary year. So for specialties that require a prelim year, you are going to apply for advanced positions as well as prelim spots, which can be at the same program or they can be at completely different programs. The match is separate for those two positions. So you may find out during match week that you have matched either into the prelim spot and not your advanced position or vice versa. So the next question kind of gets into that. If you're only matched for a prelim position, can you apply for a categorical position and start with PGY2? Do you have any experience with that, Fred? So yeah, having some experience with advanced residencies, again, these are residencies that would begin in the PGY2 year after an internship, including things like PM&R, anesthesiology, radiology, radiation oncology, etc. There are a list of these in the R3 system, but you can also Google some of the lists that would be considered advanced programs. And when it comes to applying for categorical position in 2021, the answer is yes. You are able to complete a preliminary year, a PGY1 internship, anywhere. And certainly that year would not be for, for not. You are at liberty to apply for a PGY2 position in an advanced specialty after that preliminary year. But it is important to realize, however, that PGY2 positions in the, in the match year have already been matched with the PGY1 match year. So for example, when I was applying to radiology, you essentially create two different rank lists. Some of you who have applied this year may already know this if you've applied to one of these advanced positions. And you, will, you basically create a, a PGY2 advanced rank list. And then for your supplemental rank list, which would be where you would do an internship, you create a new list of preliminary year uh, programs only that would be matched to that particular area. So realize that matching into a preliminary position through the SOAP and then reapplying for a PGY2 year is possible. However, the programs that are open to accepting people as PGY2s would therefore have to have openings in their PGY2 class in which to accept you. So the, the, it, it does become more competitive simply just because there is a full class that had been previously matched. Do some of these programs exist? Absolutely they do. 
It helps to reach out during the off season before interviews are happening, you know, when people aren't necessarily planning for this to reach out to program directors in some of these advanced specialties and ask if there are openings in the PGY2 class and introducing yourself as someone who will have created or finished, excuse me, a, a preliminary year by next July. This could lead to an offer for an interview and can, can help you for the match when it happens. This looks like a, um, a clarification question, but I'm happy to answer it. So during SOAP, are you able to apply to programs that you didn't get an interview from during main match, pending that they have open positions? And the answer is yes. If a program has open positions after the main match and wishes to participate in SOAP, and I should probably say with a caveat that some programs may, may have open positions, but they themselves may not elect to participate in the supplemental program, the SOAP program. If they want to participate, they will be on the list on the NRMP R3 system, and they are able to be applied to given that they're on that list. So check that list Monday and at 3 p.m., I believe is when I said that it opens, and that should be the list that you're able to apply through. And remember, applications get submitted through ERAS again, and you're able to apply to a maximum of 45 of those programs. So when it comes to MST, you know, what do we do here when it comes to residency consulting? You know, we're here to be a coach for you, a cheerleader, whatever we can do to, to get you on the right track and to stay organized when it comes to applying for, for residency. You know, we're here to help with interview prep, getting your personal statement in order, help you practice the idea of interviewing, but also even help you set up a travel itinerary if that's something that you need help with. We're really here to be very customizable to you and really try to play to strengthen those weaknesses that you might have, get you used to the experience that's going to happen so it's not necessarily going to be a big shock or scary, and uh, try to make the processes as streamlined as possible. Again, we're here as coaches, we're here as cheerleaders, we're here as helpers in any possible way because we are not only your advisors, but but we are your colleagues. You know, we are in the same area here. You know, this is really a, a partnership and us helping you out to get to the next phase of your of your application, hopefully from people like Sarah and myself who have experience in this. If you're interested in this, please reach out HQ at medschooltutors.com to speak with somebody if you are interested or if it's not the right time, you can also contact us later when it is the right time for you. Thank you all for joining us tonight. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I know myself, and I'm sure Sarah included as well, we are, we are so happy that we have the opportunity to mentor you all. And we are here for questions as they come up. Please, again, you have our contact information on this final slide. And uh, with that, I will, I will wish you luck. Have a great match week and good luck to you. Good luck, everyone. We hope this helped take some of the stress and guesswork out of the equation for you as match week approaches. If you'd like to see the slides that accompanied the conversation, we also have the condensed version of this webinar on our Med School Tutors YouTube channel. Once Match Week arrives, if you want help navigating the whirlwind, our residency consultants have your back with experience on admissions committees and knowing this process inside out for USMDs, DOs, IMGs, and FMGs. You can get in touch with us via our website, medschooltutors.com, email us at hq at medschooltutors.com, or give us a call if you're old school like that, at 212-327-0098. Also, if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on your podcast app. And if you want more helpful, free information, visit our blog at medschooltutors.com, on social media at medschooltutors, 
or our forum at usmletutors.com. Thanks for listening. Be well.